Hello, hello everybody and welcome to Good For Your Soul. I am Raquel. Joining me today is Tanya and we are here to present to you Good For Your Soul from Empowerment Ministry where the word of God doesn't have to be boring, confusing or irrelevant. We bring you weekly conversations to help you understand and apply God's words to your life in today's culture. Tanya, how are you feeling today? I am well, thank you. It is good to be here this evening, first Saturday of July. Woohoo! Yes. Um, summer, don't blink or you're going to miss it. Yes, yes. Today we are going to engage in a very interesting conversation about Jesus sending the two uh, disciples out, 72 disciples out in pairs. And the question that he asked them is, leave your peace and to travel light. So we're going to talk about that today. Very excited to have that discussion with you, for those of you that are watching us and for those of you that are listening to us on it today. Hey, wherever you're watching this from, no matter what you're going through in life, share your comments with us. We greatly receive them with, with smiles and we praying for you and we want you to be encouraged to let you know that uh, God is with us in the midst of all of this chaos. God is with us. Amen. 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 And now Pastor Reverend Tanya Spencer. Let us pray. Oh, glorious father, we we come to you, Lord, first, just to say thank you, oh God, for another day. Thank you that you continue to provide for us. Lord, we, as we go into this conversation today, oh God, I pray for those that are listening, oh God, anything that may be going on in their lives and they just don't know what to do, oh God, I pray, oh Lord, that they will turn to you. I pray, oh God, that if they have any questions, that they will type it in the chat so that they can be included in this conversation. It's just not me and, and Reverend Raquel talking with each other. We want those that are watching to be involved in the conversation as well. May our conversation today be unto you. May we show grace to one another as we share uh, this word and we share our thoughts, oh God. I pray, oh Lord, for all those that have a need, known and unknown, God. We will continue to give you the honor, the praise, and all the glory. Amen. Our scripture reading is coming from Luke chapter 1. Sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. We're just having too much fun. Our conversation is coming from Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 11, also verses 16 through 20. The word of the Lord says this. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I'm sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves, carrying no purse, no bag, no sandals, 
and greet no one on the road. And whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. And do not move from one house to another. And whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is in what, what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into the streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to your feet, we wipe off and protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. And whoever listens to you listens to me. And whoever rejects you rejects me. And whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. And the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. And he said to them, I have watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. Lightning, See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will... Oh, there it is. <laughs> Catch it up with me. And nothing will hurt you. And nevertheless, do not rejoice, rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Thank God for the, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. So <clears throat> on this holiday weekend, because Monday, if uh, you are hearing this after the fact, is Independence Day. And we are exploring... Today's gospel coming from Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 11, and also verses 16 through 20. So Jesus sends his followers out in twos to villages and towns to spread the gospel. And there were 12 disciples to account for the, the gospel being shared with the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, Jesus sends out 70, and 70 represents the multitude of nations beyond Israel. And Jesus sends these followers out to share the good news of God's love and peace with the whole world. And no one is left out. That's the great thing about God. No, with no provisions demonstrating their dependence on God, without distraction, these pairs head out into the world, bringing God's peace to those who are ready to receive it. And Jesus senses that the time is ripe and people are ready, hungry for the realm of God. And what's interesting, Pastor Tanya, is that um, as Americans, we have fallen in love with the idea of a self-made person. We love the rags to riches story. We have created the myth that if you make it to the top of your profession, you deserve a huge salary because you are the one responsible for getting to the top. And we have this sense in which we are to live as invulnerable human beings. And this rugged individual ethos permeates virtually every aspect of our lives. And it diffuses in the way in which we think about achievement, education, vocation, politics, schools, government, family, the way we raise our children, 
the way we perceive others, the way we relate to others, the way in which, in, in which we welcome others. We see it happen in the church. If you don't have a mega church, then you ain't nothing. And even in the way we understand our religion and faith, if <clears throat> um, denomination X, Y, and Z has only 10,000 um, members or congregants or parishioners and uh, denomination ABC has 300,000 congregants, parishioners, or members, we will flock to denomination A. B and C. But mm. here's the problem, Reverend Tanya. Mm -hmm. Jesus' advice on the mission is to travel light. Why are we so bogged down with stuff? Why is it such a problem to just carry peace? Oh, you done? <laughs> You on, you on a roll. Go ahead, Pastor Say, Speak to us. Speak to us. Well, you, you said it in the beginning that we have become a selfish community of people. Mm -hmm. It's all about me. Mm -hmm. You know? It's all about the individual. And it's less about my brother and my sister, my community. Um, and we're bogged down because we're busy trying to change other people instead of doing introspective. We all up in everybody else. Uh, Kool-Aid, so to speak. Uh -huh. um, and so you get bogged down because if you're not focusing on yourself, to be a better person for mm -hmm. Christ, mm -hmm. but you're focusing on changing other people to be better. You get bogged down. Mm -hmm. When you're worried about everybody else's business, mm -hmm. right? You get bogged down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you can't offer peace if you don't have peace in your in your own self, right? I'm just that's a question. You can't have peace or offer peace if you don't have peace within. But you know, uh, Pastor Tina, I think we have a, a misconception of what true peace is. When we are worried about everybody else's business, yes, correct, right, amen. We have a misconception of peace. We struggle that peace is not between me and you. And you just said it. Peace is within ourselves. And the reality is that we don't have the power to change anybody. You also said this. And that when we do not live in peace, we achieve more violence. And we can see that happen in the world around us today. If we don't live in peace, we are, are the other, the, the opposite end is to live in violence. And we, our misconception of peace is too small. We limit peace to a particular set of behaviors or an idea to be attained or the absence of conflict. No, 
no, uh, we have convinced we have convinced ourselves that peace will come when a person or a group changes or stops doing something. And ultimately, we condition peace on our ability to change and control others. There it is. That's the segue. Go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, I mean, peace, like I said, peace comes within. It's a heart issue. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about Jesus Christ, we're talking about the heart. Jesus is the heart of the matter. You want true peace? Look inside. Look inside. We have to look inside ourselves and and have peace with Christ and peace and how we're living this life. Because I can't say I um, I have peace, but I hate you. And I'm saying terrible things about you. Where's the where's the peace in that? Right? I can't have peace, say I have peace, and every chance I get, I'm trying to climb the ladder to obtain superiority or can to control and all these other things. If I say I have peace. Because if peace is is, is uh, the heart of the matter and Christ is peace and love, mm-hmm. it doesn't go after people for its own selfish gain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go after people to hurt people, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't eliminate a certain sect of people. You don't not talk to me because I'm a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. You don't not talk to people that come to the con- that are in a congregation because they're LGBTQIA plus. Mm-hmm. I got it. Or you don't talk to people because they're they're depressed, because they're an alcoholic, because they're a drug addict, and these different things that have taken a hold of us, and many people have lost the peace because something else has a hold on them. Mm-hmm. You, you, we look to Christ. We, we look to Christ and act and, and, and want a change of our heart to be better people, to treat people like people. And I can't even say treat people like we want to be treated because if you don't have peace and you don't like yourself, you you might not really care about how you're treated. Right. We want to treat people the way Christ treats people with but love and compassion. The, here's the thing, Reverend Tanya. Let's let's oh. talk about it in terms of all right let's of talk. today. Okay. Right. I mean, talk. yes, you what you're saying is is correct. If we don't have peace within ourselves, then how in the world can we give peace to anybody else? And and we have to understand mm-hmm. the difference between peace and happiness is that happiness. I can be happy today and tomorrow I I don't have to be happy because circumstances dictate my happiness. But Christ dictates my peace, okay? Knowing that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, that he rose again, that he sat on the right hand of the Father, that he's coming back again, that's where my peace comes. Despite of everything that is going on around me, us in this world today, Mm -hmm. Christ is the source of my peace. But here it is, Reverend Tanya. 
what is very interesting about this text is that when the, the 70 returned with joy, with mm-hmm. joy, right? Joy. Right? The Lord, they, they were saying, Lord, in your name, even the, de- the demons submit to us. And yet Jesus' response counters their enthusiasm. And he says, do not rejoice at this. Beloved, we are, we are entitled to enthusiasm when harvest happens. When anything good and unusual happens in our life, we get excited about it. But Jesus cautions against excitement over tangibles, over demon submission success rate, over personal power, and makes it clear that the power bestowed on us is not our power. Hear me out. It is not our power. Jesus says, see, I have given you authority. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this. The power is put in our hands. And Jesus makes gives us the, the opportunity to be stewards over the power that he gives us. So we are to travel with this power. In this power, there is peace. In this power, there is healing. In this power is meal sharing with a kingdom declaration. In this power is community and it's enough because we are all members of the body of Christ. And it makes no sense that what just happened, Roe versus Wade, we are all excited about this. Our enthusiasm, listen to me, listen to me carefully. I love life. I know that Jesus is the source of all life. But we are so excited that Roe versus, we missing the point that Roe versus Wade was overturned. We're excited because power was bestowed in somebody's hand. Hmm. And we are not excited about how this, this overturning is in response to Jesus Christ. I, in all of this conversation, I don't see I don't hear that, you know, what, well, Christ is being glorified in this because we are made in his image. No, when you listen to the conversation, listen to it closely, that the whole conversation about Roe versus Wade is because a group of people had power and because of the power that they had, success came from that. And in this text, Jesus does not give us um, uh, um, written rules of how to measure success. Mm. Pastor mm. T, talk to me. Mm. Help yeah. me out. Did I did I go too far to the left? Too far to the right? Talk to me about. Oh this. come on! Now we're not going to go left, right <laughs> here. Democrat, Republican. Come on! If you're a servant of Jesus Christ, then you 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 serve Jesus. And all those titles and and this person and that person, everything should go out the window. That's why we got so much hate going around right now. The focus needs to be on Jesus Christ, right? Right. Right? Right. He does not give us rules how to measure success. But we're so excited that the success is because it came from a, a certain group of people and that the decision was overturned. But my my, I still struggle with this. How does this relate anything to Jesus Christ. 
how how is God getting the, the glory in all of this? Well, he's not getting the glory. He's he's not. And uh, I'm gonna say this. Whatever. If if we we want to talk about the issue at hand is what about the the thousands and thousands of children that are in foster and foster care right now that need to hear a word from somebody about Jesus and that they're loved because they're being abused and these other things are happening to them in the system that is set up that is horrible. And I say that because I, I have been a foster and adoptive parent. So I know about the system. I'm not gonna argue with anybody about, about this. I'm just saying what I'm saying, right? We want to do something then we need to be talking about the love of Christ. How can we show love to each other in this, even though we do not disagree, even though we do not agree? How can we show love to one another? How? Well, we can, you know, um, no, I mean, seriously. No, no, seriously, I'm going to say that with any situation, we got to go back to basics. We got to we got to right. understand that Christianity is um is not based upon a group or an idea, but Christianity is centered around Christ. And that's what discipleship is all about, Tanya. And it's if Christ is the the good shepherd, and he's yeah. leading us, yeah. then, then because he is our peace, our prince of peace, yeah. he as his disciples should reflect peace towards one another. Right. But what I was going to say, what I want to say okay. is that we have to practice. It takes practice. It takes practice loving people that we don't agree with. It takes practice loving um, our enemies. It takes practice to love those things that we are fearful of, to allow the spirit to help us to be at peace with the other person. Yes. That's the point I was making. I got you. Thank you. It, it, it takes practice with anything, right? It takes, they say, 21 days to form a habit. Mm-hmm. Right. If what if we practice on a daily basis loving other people, no matter how we may feel about them, and I say, you know what? You too are a child of the living God. You were created in his image, and I'm gonna love you. Tanya, we don't want to do that. Let's be honest. As as people, we don't want to deal with the, the internal struggle. Okay, we don't want to deal with the pain. We want we want a Xanax in our lives so that we could just be all mellow and chill and like you know, like the world is just great. Okay. I hear what you're saying. Right. I hear what you're saying. What I'm saying is the cure, the cure for this is for us to be intentional about loving my neighbor as myself. It it is intentional. It's you intentional. Have to be intentional. Right. You have to be. 
this hate that's being spewed in this side and that side, we have to start being intentional and saying, you know what? I'm not going to allow the fact that we do not agree to destroy this relationship that we've had for 20 years because we don't agree on something now. It 20 has to years be- later, I hate you. Even in the text, it says that there was the original 12. In addition to the 70 yeah. or 72, it all depends on what commentary that you look at. And the, the additional 70, 72 is the gospel went even further beyond the 12. Mm-hmm. You're right. We have to be intentional in taking the gospel outside of the four walls of the church. Out your house. The buildings that we go to every Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, whenever, for brunch, mm-hmm. lunch, social, social hours, we have to, social hours, social gatherings, whatever. We have to go beyond that. There are intentional because there are communities around us that that are in need that are desperately thirsting for hope and here we are again like the text the power that jesus has given us we're we're holding on to it so tight saying it's mine and i won't share it with anybody and look what happens just like the manna that fell when jesus i'm sorry when god gave the children of Israel manna while they were in the wilderness. In the wilderness, he said, "You have to take the manna at a certain time. If you don't take the manna and use it in a certain time, it spoils." The power that God has given us in our hands, if we don't use it correctly, it will spoil. And that in in, in its spoiling, it turns to violence. What well, can I even say? This yes, we. Part of the issue is we we too think is it, yes God is give gives us the power to to do some things but we have to remember it's still not us it's still the power of God working through us that is able to accomplish take us out of it take yourself out of it all power belongs to God it's it is not us because what happens is things start turning around god uses us and we think it's me right right and then we get excited about it right it's well oh man did you see what i did no that wasn't you sorry sis that wasn't you that 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 was that was a god moment right right yes pastor tanya last words we got a Wrap this up because very shortly, if you have not already, go to wherever you have your your cracker, your bread, your wafer, your water, your wine, your juice. We are going to have communion together very shortly. Pastor Tanya, comments, last comments. Um, you know what? I I, I don't have any because I'm gonna say something, and we just had a conversation about being intentional to show love. And so I, I have nothing else to say. Thank you. I just want to say, you know, what if a heart at peace is about loving ourselves? What if we were fully equipped in living and disciplining our lives in peace that we were, in, like Pastor Tanya said, intentional about loving our neighbors? If we would stop categorizing, categorizing people 
like Democrats and Republicans, conservatives, liberals, gays, lesbians, Muslims, NRA members, and to, to make them enemies to be defeated or people that we have to eliminate. What happened if we submerge ourselves in God's peace? What if a heart of peace is about loving our enemies, doing good to those that hate us, doing for others as we want them to do for ourselves? What if a heart of peace means being merciful, not judging, refusing to throw the first stone, and taking care of the log in our own eye rather than speck in somebody else's eye? What would the world look like if God's people would do like the word of God says, if my people which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal the land. We would be honored to pray with you if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or if you have, please share your story with us at 716emumc.org. And we just want to say thank you so very much. We are very excited that we are a growing ministry. And because of your ongoing faithful support to paypal.me backslash 716EMUMC, um, we continue to help people take their next step towards Jesus Christ through social media, our podcast, our website. Soon we're going to be in our building. We are believing God for it, our multi-purpose building helping people through our EM 10% initiative and giving of our monthly donations to local global communities in areas of disaster relief, medical support, food insecurities, and human suffering. If you found these conversations to be an inspiration and value, we appreciate you going to our website and just sharing with us, hey, I'm praying with you. Um, I thank God for you. Um, I just I, I thank God for these conversations that you, uh, God bless you, my sister as well. Thank you so very much. We pray that we be blessed. We look forward to hearing from you. Please be safe. Please continue to pray for one another, encourage one another, because we know that God is love, and through us, he shares that love with others. Grace and peace be to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody.